my goodness gracious, you guys, I am back again. This feels so weird. I don't even know like how to start this conversation off. I guess I should just be like totally frank with you guys. I have not brushed my teeth today. I ate a shitload of Oreos, like too much Oreos. And you know, we're not going to put ourselves down over that because there's just some of those days where you're like, you know what? I need to eat four packets of mini Oreos um, and then eat another packet of cookies. So that's where we're at. Um, Have I brushed my teeth? No. Did I eat a bunch of Oreos? Yes. Did I work out? A little bit. I did work out just a tad. And I did put on makeup, but for some reason, I didn't brush my teeth because... Today's been a little bit of a strange day. Um, Obviously, I am recording this after I kind of went a little off on my Instagram stories. I occasionally do that, you know. I occasionally just wake up and I'm like, today is the day that I'm just going to tell everyone in the world what's going on in my private life. And then we're just going to pretend that this is a healthy coping mechanism, Um, but in all honesty, that's not really why I do it. I hope you know that like when I do share things on my Instagram story, when I do talk about like my personal life with clitoracy, it's more like, so for you to realize that there's a lot of other people going through the same exact thing, or even if you don't realize what you're going through, um, there are a lot of people that are here for you, mainly myself. I hate to be a little like Um, What's the word? (laughs) Self-absorbed. If you watched my Instagram stories, you'd laugh at that. Uh, But I just want you to know that I'm here for you. Um, Today's going to be a little bit of like a tougher conversation. I'm going to be talking about abusive relationships. Um, But I feel like it's not a clitoracy episode if I don't bring some laughter and bring some joy because that's how I cope. Uh, But in all honesty, how many times am I going to say but in all honesty, it's going to be a lot, uh, but in all honesty, um, this is something that yes, happened to me. It has happened to me in the past. It has happened to me very recently. And it's something that, you know, I try not to let hinder my growth. I try to move forward, um, come out on top with a smile on my face, even though some days are harder than others. And, Yeah, so I took a break from clitoracy and then I posted about how I almost quit clitoracy and then I took another break from clitoracy and then I posted about how I was back and I was going to make all these videos again and yada, yada, yada. Only I was scared to make videos and I, this realization kind of like dawned on me as I was literally driving over because I didn't even bring any of like my podcast gear up to... Spokane, which is where I am. Um, I didn't bring any podcast gear up here for school. I was just like, I'm done. Like, I feel no motivation. I feel no happiness. I feel like I just am shitty at this and like nothing I do is going to be good enough for like the people that are listening to Clitoracy. And so I just left my mic on my desk and I was like, bye, this is the end. Um, Thankfully, though, my mom lives very close to where I go to school and she is starting her own podcast. And so she's letting me use her gear. So 
I literally drove over to her house and I'm going to be filming a bunch of episodes tonight. And by a bunch, I mean two, but I just already know I'm going to be talking so much. Um, so yeah, so I was driving over today and I just was like, dang, the reason that I like didn't want to film videos was because I felt like I wasn't being authentic, right? If you listen to some of my past episodes, I'm like, I'm so happy. I've never felt so respected. Like all these amazing things are happening. And yes, all these amazing things did happen. Like I literally had my first orgasm. Woo. Like with another person, like, or another person causing it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to put that into words. Um, and so like, yeah, there were great things that were happening that was happening. Sorry. But there were also things that like, were not so great. Like I alluded to being locked out on a balcony in Mexico and then I just like brushed it off. Um, which I'll be telling that story tonight. I'll be telling like a lot of different stories and I'm going to be talking about the way that I handled certain things. Uh, the way that I acted, some things that I'm not proud of, and some things that I realized I should not have allowed to get to me, or like I should not have even allowed it to reach that point. But like I said, like y'all know I'm a crier. I cry, um, but I'm gonna try not to in this episode, and I'm gonna try and keep it like pretty laughable. And so if you find yourself laughing at certain points, let me just tell you it's okay. Oh, my birth control alarm. <laughs> I didn't bring that. Oops. I'll just take it when I get home. It's fine. Well, if you find yourself laughing at certain parts, it's okay. Don't feel bad. My best friend and I, we have the darkest humor, so it's okay if you laugh. Um, sometimes you need... Oh, I just totally scratched the microphone. Sometimes you need to take moments like this and you just need to laugh and you need to just let it fall off your shoulders. Let that weight fall off your shoulders. So before we get started, if there's anything that is weighing on your chest, if there's anything that you feel is really hindering your growth, if you feel is really just adding to the knots in your back and then the hardness that you feel, that was a weird way to put it, but that's fine. Um, I just encourage you to like shake it off, laugh it off, whatever you need, like take that moment and just let it fall off. Let that weight fall off. And this is what that episode is going to be about. It's going to be getting rid of dead weight. <laughs> wow, that was really good, Jasmine. I don't mean to brag. Um, so I have been planning to do an abusive relationship episode since the very beginning. When I wrote out like the original 10 episodes that I wanted, I had originally planned this to be an episode with my mom. And I was going to talk about an emotionally manipulative and abusive relationship that I entered into when I was in eighth grade. And when I was planning out these episodes, I was like, that's literally the only abusive relationship I've ever been in and ever will be in. Um, false. Incorrect, Jasmine. Not true at all. Um, but I'm going to start off this episode with that. I'm not going to really go into detail with that because like, ooh, it doesn't really like, it doesn't pertain to what we're talking about, but it's just going to be basically where our story begins. So I was eighth in eighth grade. I basically started seeing this boy every single weekend. Um, we never like defined the relationship, but we were seeing each other for seven to eight months. He was in high school. I think he was two or three years older than me. Not totally sure. And there's like details that I can't share but like 
a lot of people already know those details, but it's fine. We're fine. Um, I'm just not going to share them on here, but basically when I was in eighth grade, I was very like into purity culture. I was very like, I'm saving myself for marriage. That's where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. So I'm saving myself for marriage. Like that's what I've been taught. And I had like my purity ring, um, because I actually ended up giving this boy a blow job. And then I was like, Oh my God, I've lost the virginity of my mouth. So I went through this entire revirginization process, you guys, to revirginize my mouth. And I just remember, well, to be honest, there's not a lot I do remember, Um, but I do remember like one day that really sticks out with me uh, or sticks out to me was I was on FaceTime with a friend and the boy was there and he was like making fun of me and he he was saying like something about how I like to give guys like blowjobs and I was like playing along like being a little snooty eighth grader and I was like ha 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 totally like I go and suck all the guys' dicks because that was like my way of trying to like get back at like the jabs he was making at me and I remember he just snapped and he was like you're cheaper than a 99 cent store toy. Like you're, you're easier than a kindergarten test. You're da, 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 da. And it just kept going and going and going. And at one point he grabbed my phone from me and he chucked it out the door and I, I ran into the bathroom and I was just so angry because I had been dealing with like a plethora of anger issues my entire childhood eighth grade specifically, like middle school specifically, even early freshman year, like I was an angry person. I was, I just, my heart was hardened. I, all I knew was, was anger. All I could see was red. Um, And that has, was how I like grew up most of my life. And so I remember I ran into the bathroom and I was just so hurt by like what was being said to me that I was angry and I remember I had like wiped off everything like I what do they call it like when you oh I cleared I cleared the bathroom counter I remember I'd cleared the bathroom counter and I just was like like it was like one of those scenes in a movie like I was like staring and I was like breathing heavily and I was just like (sighs) like you know like I was angry um and I had ended up breaking the toothbrush holder, the ceramic toothbrush holder and trigger warning. But that ended up being the first and only time I self-harmed. I remember I grabbed one of the ceramic shards and I just ran it across my right thigh. Um, I never did it again, thankfully, but like for some reason in that moment, I was like, well, I know this is a thing that people do and I'm like angry and maybe this will just like give me like a brief sense of relief. Um, but it didn't. And there's like more to that story. There's, there were more red flags that I saw, like, uh, this person that I had been messing around with would openly talk about other girls that he was trying to get with openly talk about other girls that he thought were prettier than I, but then would beg me to suck him off, would beg me to give him a hand job, would would beg me to do these things and would push me over the line. And I and at like one point I remember he was like, Well, let me just rub the tip against like your badge. And and thankfully I was still very like, no, like I'm waiting, like I'm waiting. And I remember like that was the one area that I wouldn't let be crossed, the one line I wouldn't let be crossed. And I was like, no, like I don't feel comfortable with that. And then he would just snap and he'd be like, you're such a da 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 and just start calling me names. 
and then would be like, but baby, like baby, suck me off. And it would just, it was back and forth and eight, eight year, like eight year old me. Oh my God. No eighth grade me just like, didn't know what was going on. But I remember after everything went down and like seeing some of the red flags and the way that I was being treated, I was like, I'm never going to be treated like this again. Like I know the red flags. I'm never going to find myself in a situation like this again, because I know what to look for. I know what to look for. And if you listen to the first episode, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this where I was like, or not the first episode. It's actually a video on my Instagram where I talk about insecurity and how I got into an abusive relationship. And then I was very adamant on like not dating in high school. And then I started dating in high school. And that's the thing is like, here's something that I've learned. Okay. It's you don't make these stupid plans where you're like, I'm never going to do this. Like I'm never going to date in high school. I'm never going to da 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 da. Like this will never happen to me. Like in, in, in the realm of dating is what I'm talking about right now, but just life in general, because good or bad, like you don't want to close yourself off to learning opportunities. Right now I'm not saying like go and get into an abusive relationship, but what I'm saying is like, you know, there are some people who are like, I'm never going to date in high school and then shit happens happens plans change and next thing you know like they're marrying their high school sweetheart right that didn't happen to me thank the lord um but like that's that's basically like one of what I'm saying right because that was me all of high school I was like I'm never gonna date and then I entered into like an almost two-year relationship and I was like Jasmine what am I doing with my life um and so here we are after let's see feeling here then let me let's just talk about it I have felt like I have been in a relationship since literally high school. Like, I feel like I've never really had like a, oh, I just totally yelled. I've never really had like, not a hoe phase, but just like a time to be by myself and be single. And like, technically I was single for like most of 2020. Like I had fucked my ex high school boyfriend. Um, I had one hookup in February uh, episode number two. <laughs> and then like, I went dormant. Right. Cause I'm not like, I'm not really someone who engages in hookup culture. Like I've tried next episode. You guys is going to be a fun one. We have a follow up to the worst sex horror story. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Hopefully he never listens to this episode. Cause he literally asked if he's ever been mentioned on clitoracy. And I was like, no, um, that's, a, that's a whole different thing. But like, I don't really engage in hookup culture. And so basically all quarantine, like I was by myself, but like, I don't really count that, I guess. Cause like I was literally just in my house and that was it. Um, and then I got into another relationship and Loki got engaged. Woo. <laughs> um, and that is where we are today. So there's my 15 minute lead in of how we ended up right back where eighth grade year old me No, eighth grade me said that she would never return and why it is important to give yourself grace when you do quote unquote revert or find yourself in a situation you said you would never find yourself again or find yourself in again. So I'm going to keep the timeline of this relatively ambiguous because let me just make this super clear. If you know who I'm talking about, If you know who this is about, 
that's basically what I just said, but two different ways. If you know who I'm talking about or you're trying to figure out who I'm talking about, please don't. Um, I know that I posted this stuff on Instagram. I know that I'm making a podcast episode about it. And I know that people will construe this or misconstrue this as me trying to start drama, as me trying to get back at this person, as me trying to like, you know, ruin their life, lives, their life. I would never want to do that. Um, because at the end of the day, like I feel love for this person, Uh, I will never, ever, ever be in love with them ever again, but I feel love and I feel empathy towards them because I know that they are riddled by fear and insecurity, which is something that I feel like I say in every single podcast episode and that I'm like, I can empathize because I was once like you, but I was not exactly like this person, but like I can understand how hard it is to deal with insecurity and fear, right? And so I don't want anyone to come after this person's livelihood. I don't want anyone to cancel them. I don't want any of that, right? I want this to be merely a learning opportunity for you or just a way for you to find connection in case you are going through your own shit. It doesn't have to be an abusive relationship, but like you can find connection through me sharing my story, right? And that's all I want this to be. I want this to be a learning opportunity for you. I want this to be an educational opportunity for you. I don't want this to be a revenge operation that like my 100 listeners like go out and fight for, you know, like that's not what I want. Um, which is why I'm going to try and keep the timeline relatively ambiguous. There are also things that I legally cannot share. And so like there will be some blank spots in what I describe just because I can't necessarily give certain specific pieces of information out without getting in trouble legally. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Um, what I'm going to be doing is I have an outline. I'm going to be telling you some stories. I brought my iPad. So here's the crazy thing, you guys. Um, today, I was looking through my iPad and I realized that like every single text message I have with this person and I have with my friends and family, my roommates, my our mutual friends, every text message has been saved on my iPad because I've deleted all of our conversations on my laptop and my phone with this person. And most of my text messages, they're, they're set to be erased after 30 days. But for some reason, my iPad has kept everything from like the beginning of time time. Okay. So like I had messages and screenshots that like, I didn't even remember. And I was like reading through these and I was like, holy guacamole. Like I actually sat through this shit and it was just one of those things. So like, I'm not going to turn this into like a, I'm just reading you conversations the entire time. Um, this is going to be me telling stories, but at the same time, like I want to make this clear, like There were times where I was at fault and we're going to be talking about them in no way, shape or form was I perfect in this relationship. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about why it's important to give myself grace because for the past 12 hours, I have been caught in this mindset and this cycle where I'm like, this is all my fault. Like, this is all my fault. And I'm like having to constantly remind myself like, no, it is not your fault. Stop blaming yourself for the action of others. And so we need to talk about like when it is 
time to admit fault and when it is time to be like, okay, I recognize what I did was not okay and what was not healthy and move on from that, when it is important to give grace, but when it is also important to not allow another person's actions to affect your livelihood. And that's been something that I've been dealing with for the past month or so. Um, so like I said, I'm going to be telling you a little bit, some stories. I hope that you can laugh with me. If not, I guarantee you'll laugh at the next episode where I tell you another sex horror story. Woo! (laughs) Um, so let's see. Let's start with how we got together. Um, it was a weekend in October, the first weekend of October, um, it was him and then two of our mutual friends. Uh, we, I had been like, I had like made this friend group. I don't know. Thankfully quarantine and COVID-19, um, they introduced me to some amazing people who I've like literally never met before and encountered before. Um, and they, they brought these amazing additions to my life, even if like some of them ended up to be like some bad seeds. Um, but still I'm so thankful for like COVID for doing that. And I'm sure like there's one or two things that you can think that like, that you can, that you can be thankful for that came out of this pandemic, even though it's like really hard to sometimes see that. And mine was meeting some amazing friends, meeting some amazing people. And so, uh, late 2020, like fall 2020, I met some amazing people. Um, lots of them are still very close friends to this day. Um, and even if like, let's say, even if next year we're not talking to each other anymore, like I am so incredibly grateful for the time and the laughs and the memories that we have made or that we made this past year. And so, uh, these friends and I, we had been hanging out um, a lot, and I remember it was a smaller hangout. So, like, obviously, there's like the big group, and then it was a smaller hangout. Um, and so, it was me, the person that I ended up dating, and then two other friends, and we were all hanging out at like an apartment for the weekend, um, chilling, or not for the weekend, just for like a day. Um, we had been chilling. We have been, you know, getting crunk, having a good time. I don't do anything as everyone knows. So I was like hella sober, but like I can match the fucking energy. Like I am so much fun. You guys, I can match the energy. I don't mean to like toot my own horn or anything, but like that's, I feel like that's, um, my biggest accomplishment is everyone's always like, dude, Jasmine, she can match the energy. And I'm like, heck yeah, I can. I can match the energy so hard that everyone thinks I'm the drunkest girl at the, at the shindig. Okay. But I'm not. But anyways, this person, he's of age. He's of drinking age, so he's fine. Um, No underage drinking here, people. Don't condone that. Please don't do that. Um, This person ends up getting really hammered. And the other two friends, like, we're all hanging out. We're having a good time. Lots of fun things happened that night. Um, But it was, like, towards the end of the night (laughs) where he gets pretty hammered. Um, we're all watching Remember the Titans. My other two friends fall asleep and he like was trying, I was like laying in a blanket. I want to say like four or five feet away from him. He like grabbed the blanket from me 
And I was like, oh, like, do you want the blanket like here? And then he like threw the blanket back onto me. And then like, I was like, oh, okay. Kind of confused what's going on. And then he grabbed my ass. And I just remember going like, (gasps) (laughs) Um, because (laughs) I was like, did that just happen? And then he grabbed my ass again. And I was like, (gasps) like, oh my God, freaking out. Because up until this moment, it had been this ongoing joke that like, I had thought he was the cutest boy ever. Not boy, this man. He's a man. He is like a man. Um, But like not really because he's immature. But he's a grown ass adult. I thought he was so cute. And I was like, as a joke, like, like we had like, um, a group chat without him in it where like, all I would do was talk about like how I think he's cute. And I like, it was just an ongoing like joke. Like I had a little baby crush on him. And I remember like one time Jade, um, before this even happened, this is like the funniest thing. So Jade came with us, hung out with us. And then we were in the car and she's like, I understand like why you like have a crush on him, but like, I hope, you know, like it's never going to happen. Like he sees you like nothing, like like he sees you as nothing more than just a friend. And I was like, I know like you don't have to remind me, but it's just like something fun. You know, it's something fun for me to like mess around with and like, like be like, like as a joke, I'd always be like, Oh, like I'm going to have sex with him. I swear you guys back to my manifesting powers. Okay. This happened with episode two, when I literally manifested having sex with that man, I low key manifested this entire relationship before it went like horribly wrong, but then it happened. And I was like, Holy moly. Cause he started grabbing my ass during remember the Titans. And it was like literally the first five minutes of remember the Titans. And if anyone knows me, you know that like remember the Titans is literally my favorite movie on this planet. And so I just remember I was like, He's grabbing my ass, but I'm trying to watch the opening credits of Remember the Titans. So I remember like turning over to him and I just started like mouthing the words (laughs) that the characters in Remember the Titans were saying (laughs) while he was like trying to get with me. (laughs) And he's like, you know, he's a little drunk. He like ends up like we end up making out and then next thing I know, like I'm in my friend's downstairs bathroom. (laughs) Oh no. I just, (laughs) I just remembered how this story went down. Oh God. (laughs) Okay. I hope you guys get a laugh out of this (laughs) because this story is hilarious. (laughs) Even though like the relationship is not. Okay. So we're in the downstairs bathroom. We are like going at it. I'm like confused. Like my eyes are wide. I literally at one point looked at him and I was like, this is a dream, right? Like this isn't happening, right? I think we were in the downstairs bathroom for like two hours. This man is like not sober. He has whiskey dick. Um, He like tried to like, you know, with me, um, not hard. And then was like, it's going to get hard. (laughs) It just never got hard. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. Like I'm good. And so we're in the downstairs bathroom for like, two hours just like doing stuff right and then we like left and I was like okay like it's five in the morning like I'm gonna sleep so like I went to go to bed and he literally walked into the kitchen cracked open a beer and then like waved me into the kitchen (laughs) and so then like we start doing stuff in the kitchen and next thing I know it's like literally 7 30 in the morning And I remember like we walked out of the kitchen and my two friends, like they had been asleep on the couch. We had all kind of been in the living room area that night. 
and they were like texting each other back and forth and I like looked at their eyes and I was like oh they know like they know um (laughs) and so I remember I texted them and I was like hey guys, what's going on? And they're like, you tell me. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, we woke up 10 minutes into remote. So basically one of my friends woke up like five minutes after we started because she really had to pee. Um, And our other friend whose apartment it was, she was asleep. And she like was like, okay, like (laughs) she got up to go pee. And all she saw was my ex-boyfriend's clothes all over the floor. And all she heard was my bracelets in the background. So, like, if anyone knows, this is, like, that's what my bracelets sound like. And so she, like, was just sitting up for, I think it was an hour or something, trying to go pee. Just listening (laughs) to whatever's going on in the downstairs bathroom. And then my other friend woke up and was like, where's Jasmine and -and so-and-so? And my friend who had been awake for the entire time was like, don't even ask. And then she realized what was going on. And so then when we left the bathroom, they pretended to be asleep. So when we were in the kitchen, (laughs) they had been awake the entire time. And I remember I was just like, oh no. Um, it's, it's a lot funnier, but I'm trying to like, obviously keep some of this stuff short. Um, but just so you know, like lots of inside jokes came for that night because it gets even worse. So me still, I really don't know anything about sex education. Like as I go on through this life, I've realized like our sex education fucking sucks and I really just know nothing. And so I was like, okay, technically he had a whiskey dick, but like he stuck it in me without like a condom on. And, um, so basically I need to get an STD test and I also need to get a plan B. The next morning, this man's, he had been like so wasted that he passed out. And so my two friends and I went and got coffee and, a plan B. And so I'm like explaining the entire story to them. And I was like, he didn't get hard. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like it's a whole thing. And I remember I ended up calling Jade. It was like nine in the morning, called her multiple times because I had been Snapchatting her. And if anybody like remembers the Snapchat stories that I have been posting, I remember I was like, like I had posted one picture and I was like, definitely a night. And then I was like, I posted another picture like a couple hours later and I was like, just kidding. Things got crazier or something like that. And then I posted another photo and it was just like, it was funny for like the people who understood what was going on. I don't know if like anyone has any recollection of that, but like probably not because no one really cares about what I put on my stories anyways. Um, But anyway, I called Jade and I was like, you have to check Snapchat right now because I had like texted her after we had left the bathroom and I was like, I just had sex with so-and-so. And then I then... (laughs) We went into the kitchen and I texted her at the kitchen. I was like, we just went again. And like, I was just flabbergasted because I like, this had just been like a baby crush for me. Right. And so I called her and she had been asleep, the poor girl. And I was like, you need to check Snapchat right now. And she was like, you're joking, right? Like this didn't happen. Right. And I was like, oh no, this fucking happened. We all went to Denny's. And my two friends, as lovely as they were, we were all sitting in the car after this and he had been in the passenger seat and I had been driving. And I think like it was dawning on him 
what had happened the night before. Like you could just see his eyes and like the realization was setting in and he was like, fuck me. Like that fucking happened. And so like they had been laughing in the background and it like, it was an awkward breakfast, you know, like when everyone's kind of laughing and like, you know, that they're laughing about like what happened the night before. And, but then I had to be like, I didn't tell them really anything that happened. They just, they knew already. Cause like he thought I had told them and I was like, no, they literally heard like everything. So like, there's nothing I could have done about that. Um, and it became a whole thing. And I remember he like asked to like talk to me outside and we like had a conversation after the most awkward, awkwardest lunch encounter or brunch encounter of my entire life. Sorry, my butt is low-key falling asleep because I'm in a chair, but like that's fine. (sighs) Okay. So like he asked to talk to me outside and like we were cool, you know, like I thought we were good. I was like, okay, like it was a one-time thing. Like everything's fine and dandy, you know? Um... And then he kissed me and, oh, no, 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 He goes, he like tried to give me a hug, right? And I'm not a hugger. So I like gave him a half hug and he goes, your pussy was literally in my mouth last night. Like, give me a fucking hug. And I was like, ha, 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 okay. And so like, I gave him a hug and then he was like, he like grabbed me and kissed me twice. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Cause I was under this, like this whole idea where I was like, like, that was a one-time thing. And now he just kissed me. And then like, we went inside and we just all chilled and act like nothing happened. And then he ended up texting me and was like, so where do we go from here? Like while we're all just chilling on the couch and keep in mind, I had not eaten like anything and I had taken a plan B. So I was like going through it. I was like sick as heck. Like there's a, there's a picture of my friend who put like a target bag around my neck and was like holding it up in case like I was about to barf and like the guy I had like just had sex with had no idea that like or like kind of had sex with because like it was limp um limpy boy is what we call him he was like hella confused as to like why I was like massively sick because I don't drink and so he was like you're not hungover but like you're literally about to chew and I was like haha just killing any future um children um, but he ends up texting, texting me. And this is just goes to show like how awkward of a person I am. He was like, so where do we go from here? And I was like, bro, like hell if I know. Oh, sorry. And he was like, well, I would like something more. And I remember I sent like a gif of ice cube. <laughs> like I, I didn't know what to do. And I was like, okay, cool. Like sounds good. Um, and I guess here is like, one one of the times that I should have like seen like the red flag starting um because we all drove home from my friend's apartment we had all carpooled together and my other friend and him sorry there's a lot of like names I can't mention um my other friend and him were walking to their cars because we had all driven together the three of us from my friend's apartment and he was like well that happened she was like that it did And he was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, all of a sudden, I looked down and my pants were gone. Basically insinuating that, like, I had started the entire thing. And I was like, that's not true at all. Like, I didn't start anything. You know, like, I literally didn't start anything. Like, he grabbed my ass and I was trying to watch Remember the Titans. And so that, honestly, like, looking back, that should have been, like, one of the moments where I was like, huh, 
he like doesn't really remember what happened. And so then I like started freaking out because like consent, you know, like I was like, oh my gosh, like he was intoxicated. Like he started, but like maybe this like it wasn't consensual. Like I was freaking out. Like I like literally had this conversation with him and he was like, no, like you're fine. Like I never said that. Like I meant that as a joke. And this is going to be like an ongoing thing where he's like multiple times. He's like, I didn't say that, but like he clearly said that. And then you're like, you're literally making me feel crazy because you literally said that. And now you're saying you didn't say that. Um, but basically things start to escalate. Uh, we ended up seeing each other late that week. Like I, you guys, I have like passages in like my notebook where like, it was literally like, I was like, I've never felt this way before. Like there's a connection between us. Like it's so weird. Like I've literally never felt this way before. And this was something that my mom was like, Jasmine, like I, I want you, I don't want this everything that's been going on these past couple months to ruin what you felt ruin sorry to ruin what you felt originally because she's like I firmly believe that like what you did feel was like a deeper connection and what you did feel was love on some level but like fear and insecurity just came in and ruined it and like but I don't want you to close yourself off and be like no like that like I was I was feeling like I was crazy like I was feeling like I was wrong right um, so basically things escalate. He ends up coming over. So that was like the weekend, right? He ends up coming over, I think on Wednesday. And then we ended up going to like a hotel that weekend. Like he, he booked a hotel room and like we went, cause I, I've been living with my dad, right? Um, and like we went to a hotel room for like one day and it was a whole thing. And then we like made it official the following week and I remember like Jade met him and she was like wow like she met him when we were together she had already met him but she was like wow like you guys work so well like I really like him for you like everyone like loved him everyone like like it, I loved him like it, it was it was a feeling like no other at the very beginning right and then it like started to take a turn very quickly I want to say like two weeks into us being like officially dating, I had, I, I shared a little bit about this on my story because someone asked me, when did he start to show like his true colors? And I was thinking about this and I, I remember it was, so like I said, we had all been a friend group, right? And so me and another guy in the friend group, we had been texting long before him and I had started texting, right? Like we had been like literally just like we were friends. Like there's like nothing more to it other than he's such a close friend of mine and I have so much love for this person. And all we would do was play game pigeon games. Like we just send like every single game pigeon game back and forth with one another. And I remember he found out and he was like, I didn't realize y'all talked like that. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, we're, we're friends. And he's like, yeah, but like, I didn't realize y'all talked like that. And I was like, um, we send each other game pigeon games. And he was like, I don't know. I just like, don't really like his intentions. Like, I don't really think he's coming from like the right place. And I feel like this is, this is crossed a line and it's like really disrespectful to me. Um, because at that point, like the person that I had been talking to like texting didn't know that we were actually together not a lot of people knew that him and I were together just the two people the two people that had been there that night they knew that we were together but no one else in our like larger friend group did for reasons that I can't go into 
but he didn't know. And so he was like, he, like, this is not okay. Like he was like, I just feel really disrespected. Like I feel a line's being crossed here and I feel like you need to, like, you can't talk to him anymore. And I was like, okay. And so basically I kind of had to like stop talking to him. So that was weird. Like I had to pull away from like being friends with this person. And that, that like, that, that, that distrust between my friendship and then my boyfriend and I at the time, um, it began to escalate. So a little later, uh, we were all having a get together, like our friend group and I, and I think Jade was there. We were all having a get together. And at this point, everyone knew, I think. Yes. Yes. Everyone knew at this point, like it had been a couple days and everyone knew. So, like I said, the timeline's like so complete, confusing, and I have to keep it ambiguous, and it's a whole thing. Um, but I ended up coming from work to this party um, to celebrate like the election, the November. We were like Biden, woo! Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> um, and so, at one point, something happened, and like something snapped with my boyfriend at the time and he was like are you serious bro like do you want to come at me bro are you serious bro are you for real bro and he ends up trying to fight that mutual friend literally trying to fight him and everyone was like what the hell is going on and I remember I like Jade literally my queen love her gets in the middle of him like going after this guy um and our other friends holding back like the mutual friend and jade is like what the fuck do you think you're doing right now let me tell you how this all started some of our friends wanted cigarettes and so me and my friend drove because i was the only one sober so i drove to get him some cigarettes and he was upset that we went together And during that time of us going to get cigarettes, my boyfriend was angry and upset. And I was upset that I was being accused of this. And Jade was trying to calm him down in his own bedroom. And so we had come back from the gas station, me and my friend. And he basically accused me of like having sex with him during that time. And that was when all hell broke loose. So like I went into my, went into the room because he had been there and Jade had been trying to calm him down. And I was like, no, like I feel hurt and I'm upset that you basically accused me of like, like that you basically got upset because I went to go to the store. Right. And you basically made me stop being friends with him. And I'm just like, I just am not okay with this. And I don't think that's okay. So he angrily left the room. And next thing I know, he's trying to fight him right? And so I remember going out of the room, Jade, I see Jade in between him and the friend. I see my other friend holding my, or like, like, so two of my mutual friends, like, so there's the mutual friend and there's him. Jade is trying to like yell at my boyfriend at the time to calm down. And I have a mutual friend holding the other mutual friend back. Who's like, come at me, bro. Come at me. And he's like, come at me. And everyone's yelling. And I just remember grabbing my boyfriend. Y'all's, I had like strength. And I just remember pushing him into his bedroom and I was like what do you think you're doing like you can't do this and he basically ends up like trying to push me off he's like pushing me off pushing me off trying to go and basically 
like, like, like beat up his, this friend. Um, at one point, my boyfriend at the time is so wasted and so angry and so convinced that we had had sex that he runs straight into his own closet, gets a massive bruise on his face, looks at me and goes, so-and-so just hit me. And I was like, you literally just ran into your own closet and now you have created this fake instance of this person hitting you. They end up going to have it out, like, alone on one-on-one, like, in the garage. They came back, and they were cool until he comes into our room, and I, w- like, everyone just kind of went to bed because, like, the entire night got ruined by, like, this potential fight, and then they, like, went out into the garage and, like, kind of shoved each other around and then, like, were chill or whatever. I don't really know what went down, but he ends up coming back into the room and was, like still accusing me of having sex with him. He's like, did you fuck him? Did you fuck him? Did you fuck him? Get away from me. Get away from me. Get, no, no. Get away from me. Did you fuck him? And I was like, seriously, when the fuck would I have time to fuck him? Like between you, between the 19 hours of class I'm doing and the two jobs I'm working, when the fuck would I have time to fuck this dude? Right? Like, uh, you are all I see in my free time. And he ended up, like, breaking up with me that night because he was like, no, like, you you fucked him. Like, it was just, that was when I was just like, oh, my God. Like, that was, like, the start of it, right? And I say that, like, lovingly because then we all, like, went to brunch the next day and, like, pretended none of that happened and just, like, kind of moved on with her lies. Um, but it was one of those things that was just kind of, like, looming overhead, you know? Where you're like, yeah, that happened, but, like, we're just going to forget about it because it's fine. Like, they made up and, like, everything's good and Danny and whatnot. Oh, if only. Um, this entire time, I had been, like, obviously, like, I had been feeling these feelings. And I knew that I liked him a lot and I felt, like, on top of the world, right? I felt seen. I felt loved. I felt heard. And I was like, wow, like... I feel like I found my person, you know, like, oh, sorry. I always uh, like seemingly convince myself of that, right? Um, and then we booked a trip to Mexico. Oh, the long awaited Mexico balcony story you guys have all been waiting for. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to do long distance. I didn't know if I wanted to do long distance the moment I watched him try and beat up our mutual friend. Um, I had been talking to my friends about this. I had been like, guys, I don't really think I want to do it. And it wasn't necessarily because of him. It was just because of how horrendous my last relationship ended long distance. Like it traumatized me because I lost such a close friend that and it ended so horribly and the way that him and I, like my ex-boyfriend, um, not the abusive one, but the high school one, I know, very confusing. The way that him and I ended up treating each other towards the end and the and the hatred that we felt towards each other towards the end and the inability to be friends towards the end completely like ruined the idea of long distance. It made me never, ever want to do it. And so for months, I would be like, 
I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to do it. But at the same time, like, I really like this person. But at the same time, like, I really, like, the last thing I want is to do long distance. Like, it, it terrifies me. That idea terrifies me. And all my friends were like, Jasmine, like, if you are sitting here unsure on whether or not you want to do long distance, like, then you don't, you know you don't want to do it. And I was like, you're right. But we ended up going to Tulum. You know, during the pandemic, we're terrible people. Um, ended up going to Tulum, just the two of us. Just the two of us. I was terrible. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> Weekend mate. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, ended up going to Mexico. And he had asked me if I wanted to do long distance. And I was like, hey, like you need to respect the fact that I don't know because long distance was traumatizing for me. Um, guys, did he respect that? He did not. He would pester me about it every single day. And so the first night we get to Mexico, he asked me about it. And I said, so-and-so, you need to respect the fact that I do not know right now. I have told you multiple times that I do not know right now. And you need to respect that. And I don't want this to be brought up at all. Um, and he said, okay. And then what did he do? He brought it up literally like three days later. So we're at this burrito place in Tulum and he asks me about it. I think this is when I'm going to get the text messages out. Cause I want to make sure that this is like literally as what's Jim call it as possible. Okay. So I have multiple different sources because this entire, this is just a night you guys. Let me just like preface what happened. So we're at this burrito place. He asked me about long distance. I got upset because I was like, you're really disrespecting me from the fact that you are not listening to me say over and over that I do not know yet and you need to respect me. Because I was not comfortable enough sharing my doubts and my insecurities because every single time that I did share a little bit of doubt or a little bit of unknowing, he would immediately shut it down which he, he has admitted that he does. He would immediately shut it down. And then he'd be like, you know, this works, Jasmine, you know, this works, Jasmine. And it just felt so flipping constricting. Cause it's like, how am I to literally like, how are you, like, how am I going to have an actual honest conversation with you about my fears, about what I'm feeling insecure about, about like what I don't know, what I want and you're just not even listening to me. Like you, you put up a wall and you're just automatically like, you want to break up. You want to fuck other people. Like that's the, immediately the place you go to. So how can I have a conversation with you about like how traumatic the last experience of long distance is? So this is basically me like still not knowing if I want to do long distance. And now we're in Mexico and he's asked a second time after I asked him not to talk about it while we're on vacation because I don't know. I'm in college. Like, and yes, there were moments where he was like, like, I want to make sure that like you have the college experience. Um, and we'll get into that later because he said that. And then I told him I wanted to have the college experience and he was like, you are a bitch. And I was like, cool. But... Thursday, November 26th. Is this fucking Thanksgiving? Does this all go down on Thanksgiving? 7, 18 p.m., 10 p.m. our time. So I text my two friends that had been there through the limpy boy and bracelet extravaganza. And I said, so 
I'm not really going to respond. Like, I'm not going to share what they said. I'm just going to be doing this as a timeline. I said, so I don't know if I want to do long distance in January. And -and so-and-so has been bugging me about it every single night of this vacation. And he just exploded and called me self-absorbed. And so now I think I'm going to say, fuck it and tell him I don't want to do long distance because I keep asking him to respect the fact that I don't know yet. And then he keeps pushing for an answer. And then he said it was self-absorbed because I'm acting like I'm the only one whose feelings matter. He dead ass just called me self-absorbed. And then I started ignoring him and he was like, oh, so now you're upset with me. And he asked if we were going out. And I said, I'm going home, but if you want to, like, you can go out if you want. And he said, okay, sounds good. Sorry. And he said, okay, cool. Sounds good to me. Bruh. With a period, you know. Then one of my friends, sorry, there were a lot of more texts, but just to like clarify, one of my friends said, wait, so what's going on? I said, he wants to know at this moment if I want to do long distance and has been asking me since night one. And I keep saying I don't have an answer yet and he should respect that I don't know yet. And then he called me self-absorbed at dinner tonight because I'm acting like I'm the only one who has feelings. Literally just repeated everything. Sorry. She asked if he was drunk. I said two beers and one shot, so no. And now he is mumbling passive-aggressively under his breath because he is asking why I'm so pissed off, and I'm ignoring him. And he is like, I can never have a fucking conversation with you. So here's the thing. Once he called me self-absorbed, I literally shut down. I did not say a single word to him, um, literally at all. And you're going to hear the things that he was saying to me, and I want you to remember I did not say a single word to him throughout any of this. Once he called me self-absorbed at dinner, I just stopped responding. Other than the whole, I'm going home, you can go out if you want. Now he is saying, go ahead, throw your hissy fit. He just yelled, I'm still glad you have your status of being the hot girl at school. Now he is saying, talk to me. Why won't you talk to me? And then I, and then he said, well, it's not like you talk to me anyways, so shouldn't expect anything out of you now. Like, bro, what? Um, this is where I encourage you not to do this. Uh, I ran away. <laughs> I sped up because I couldn't handle it, and I started walking the streets of Mexico by myself to get to the hotel. Don't recommend that. Um, but I said, I'm, what happened was he started walking like a different path on purpose to get me to follow. And I said, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. I'm an independent woman in Mexico by myself. Um, and so I said, now I'm walking in Mexico by myself because he is purposely walking a different path. Um, it's a 25 minute walk back. Love this for me. And then I said, guys, if I die, kill him. Um, and then one of my friends said, oh, I'll torture him first. And I said, it's okay. I ran a little, so I'm close now. Like, I ran to the hotel. He walked in to the room, and he said, Have you packed yet? Because I can't get wait to get the fuck away from you, you fucking child. I said, Bro, I haven't said a word to him since the restaurant. Literally haven't said a word to him. And then I said, Guys, his mood swings are freaking me the fuck out. He's screaming one minute and then saying, What are you upset about? Can we not have a conversation? Why are you shutting down on me? And I said, I'm so confused. Dude, the things he's yelling at me right now. He literally just said, you only care about your goddamn self. Christian my ass. You ain't that fucking cute to be fucking playing with me like this. And then I said, yeah, so safe to say definitely not doing long distance. He just threw my antibiotics at me because fun factoid, I actually ended up getting bitten by a dog in Mexico. And so I had to take antibiotics. 
Um, and I went to grab the antibiotics he had thrown at me because I had to take them every six hours. And he was like, I already pulled out a pill for you. And then I held out my hand and he chucked the pill at me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I said, guys, I think he's going crazy. Like genuinely. He just said, are we not having sex? And keep in mind, I have not been responding to him. And then he follows it up with, it would probably suck anyways. And at that point, I was just like, I can't fucking deal with this. Like, I'm better than this. I know I'm better than whatever he's hurling at me. So I was just like laughing my head. And I was like, I'm just hiding under, I was literally hiding under a blanket. Like while I had been relaying all these messages, I had also been recording everything that he had been saying to me and sending it via Snapchat to them so that they knew like, this is literally what he's saying to me right now. Like, listen to what he's saying. And I'm not saying a single thing back. So I'm under the blanket, right? And he goes, he just said, are you that fucking petty that you're sending nudes right now? And I was so angry. Don't ever fucking do this, you guys. This is one of the things I regret the most. I smacked him hard. I was so mad that I literally like, like it was more of like a smack and a shove. So I just like smacked his face to like get him away from me because he had been like pushing me and like shaking me and like patting the blanket and saying all these things, saying I'm not cute enough to be acting like this, yada, yada, yada. Um, And I said, get the fuck away from me. So I smacked him and I said that. And then he goes... Tap, tap, tap on the blanket. I literally have a video of this. He's like, I just want to shake your hand to say goodbye. And I like just lost it. Like I'd been keeping my cool. I just started dying laughing because I was just like, how the fuck did I end up here? You know, like how the fuck am I in this situation? Um, then he goes, so then I'm thinking, okay, we're done. He comes back into the room. He left to like take a phone call or something. He comes back in. I send it just got worse. Heart. He said, grab all the shit I bought you and put it in a corner. I'm going to give it to the next one. I said, guys, I'm kind of scared. He just came up to me and was like, love, what's wrong? Why are you upset with me? And was kissing my back. And then he just yelled that and then started screaming about Instagram and shit. And he threw my phone across the room earlier. Guys, I haven't said a word to him. Like, I had not said a word to him. I said, I don't, everyone's like asking, I was like, we're broken up, right? Like, we shook hands and everything. He just said, I want to shake your hand to say goodbye. Um, I said, I don't really want to be with him after this. Like, he's going crazy. Then he says, I'm not down to be a sugar daddy. Pay me all the shit back. And I said, how much do you want? He said, $700. Um, and the, like, whatever it costs for the plane tickets. And I was like, okay, like, whatever. Then he says, figure out your body. I've never because he's, he was like, you need to figure out your body because you've never had an orgasm. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, he just started bringing up like random shit. Um, then he goes in your next sugar daddy situation, put out more fake ass fucking Christian. So up until this point, all I've said is I'm going home, get the fuck away from me after he accused me of sending nudes. And then I said, how much money do you want? After he said, pay me back. That's all I've said. I said, this shit is escalating. He's just drinking in a corner. He just said, I thought you were cute as fuck in the beginning, but not anymore. Hypocrite. No wonder you gave away so much money. I'd give away that much money if I was a fucking asshole too. You fucking dick. You fucking dick. 
Then he left, went out to a bar, and I said, I'm just going to pack everything up and go to sleep. Then he texted me, I've walked off and cooled down. Are you still awake? I didn't respond. I don't think it's the greatest idea right now. That's what I had said. He, <laughs> he ends up coming back, trying to talk to me, and I was just not having it. I was like, you don't even know half the shit that you just said to me. Like, I don't even want to have this. So I ended up going out on the balcony to listen to worship music. And he literally locked me out, you guys. <laughs> so I texted this group chat and I was like, update. I was listening to worship music on the balcony and what's his face <laughs> locked me out. And then <laughs> like four minutes later, I was like, update again. It's now pouring rain because I'm in the fucking rainforest. So I was in the Yucatan Peninsula. Um, and it started pouring rain. You guys, I was wrapped in a little blanket. It was like torrential downpour. I woke up to like 15 mosquitoes because they're attracted to dampness. Right. So I had been locked out on this balcony in the pouring rain because I was trying to listen to worship music. And here's, (laughs) here's the best part. So I, I texted Jade (laughs) So I had told her a little bit of what was happening and she texted me like she had woken up. She ended up like falling asleep and then woke up to my text because like time differences. And I was like, yeah, you missed a lot. Um, It was him hurling insults at me for two hours. He accused me of sending nudes and I slapped him. And then I sent her some of the stuff he said. And then she said, are you serious? What the fuck is wrong with him? And then I said, I said, I told him I don't think there was a relationship to wake up to. And he said, cool, then find your own way home. We cool with that? And I said, that's where we're at. Oh my God. I think there's a video, you guys. Hold on. There's a video. I don't remember what this video is. Oh, okay. Sorry. I can't put that in because I just listened to it and like too much is said and you can hear his voice and I just don't feel comfortable with that Um, because like we're saying each other's names. But anyways, Jade and I fucking FaceTimed as I'm locked out onto this balcony, right? And so he locked the doors on me and I said, home for the night, I guess. And then I said, dude, it just started to pour. I'm dead. Ha 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 And she said, ha ha ha, bang on the door. And then she said, what the fuck? We laugh. And I said, I'm literally dying. And she said, <laughs> she said, do you want me to come get you? Fly out there? Rescue mission? And then she said a couple minutes later, literally, oh my God, this is 12 minutes later because I didn't respond. She said, did you go in? I said, nope, he's an asshat. And then she said, I think the worst part of our trauma is that in your first relationship, if so-and-so even said one mean thing to you, I would go off. Like I would go out there and I would try to rip his face off. And now this person has literally locked you out of the hotel room that you paid for in the rain after harassing you all night. And we laughed and we're so casual. (laughs) I said, because we were also, we had also been FaceTiming. And I said, you know what that is? That's called growth. And she said, stop, this is so toxic. Do not, do not growth gift me. Cause there's like this amazing gift where it's like, you know what that is? Growth. And she like does the thing with her hands and I send it all the time. And then she goes, stop, God damn it. And then I said, he's trying to text me about our group chat. And I'm like, bro, what? And she said, 
the like my boyfriend like I'm on the patio and he's literally like having a conversation with me from inside the hotel room via text and she was like he's texting you and so I start sending the screenshots um and so basically he starts going you guys read the text messages I was like you've locked me out he's like I'm so done with your shit it's always drama with you games upon games with you um oh my god I think this is him. What is this? There's so many videos, like, I'm finding you guys. Let me just give you a house tour tonight. Um, there's the first chair. And there's the second chair. And here's my blanket. <laughs> and there's the rain. <laughs> Look at it coming down. So beautiful. Oh, my God. So that's me giving her a tour of the thing. Um, and then he was like, and you talk so much shit, da 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 like, it keeps going. You guys read this. This is literally all on my stories. Like, it just keeps going. And at this point, I was like, okay, I need to, like, just put a smile on my face and get the fuck out of here. Like, make it the fuck out of here. So then it's Friday. The next day, she texts me, and she's like, how are things? Because at this point, like, I had also been texting my stepdad. Like, there's so much that was going on at this moment. Like, I was literally walked out on the balcony because I didn't know if I wanted to do long distance with him, and it was just a whole thing. Um, and I had been texting my stepdad and my mom. My mom was like, you need distance. Like, you need to get away with him. You need, like, reevaluate. Like, she was like, do whatever you must to, like, get out of Mexico and then, like, just get some distance, right? Wish I would have listened to her because I didn't. And like my stepdad was literally ready to like come down to Mexico. He was like, do I need to get a flight out there right now? Because he, you heard it multiple times. He was like, he was like, you need, like, he was like, find your own way home then. Find your own way home. So Jay texts me the next day and she's like, how are things? And I was like, better, I think. We're just at the beach. He cried a shitload last night. And then basically was like, I'm really shitty. And I acknowledge that. And I was trying to hurt you to self-destruct. And I'm sorry. Because I called him out on his shit, right? She said, what the fuck? And he was like, you're right. I'm just going crazy over this. And I'm not in the good mental space because of the unknown. And I said, it isn't cool for you to go straight to insulting me. Because you know damn well, if I pulled that shit on you, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't have been okay with it at all. And you would have shut it down. And it isn't cool for you to do it with me. And she said, so everything's okay now? I said, I mean, not really. The shit he said was not really nice. But I'm not trying to start shit before I go home. You know, like, I'm just trying to get out of Mexico at this point. And then I said, we should write a movie on this. Think your so-and-so is hot? <laughs> think again, kids. <laughs> and then she said, stop. What do your parents think? And this is what my mom said. My advice is, number one, do whatever it takes to get home, even if that requires letting him be quote-unquote right, because ultimately your physical safety is paramount. You need to get from Mexico to the United States period. Number two, take a break from talking to him slash seeing him once you get back home so we can look at everything and we can talk about this together if you want and ask yourself the tough questions. I know you can do it. You've done it before. Number three, consider what is right about this trip and this argument. What is revealing about you and him so you need, so, so that you need, oh, 
What is revealing about you and him that you need to see so you can be aware, so you can make the choices that will create the life and love life you desire? Keep this to yourself for now until after number one and number two. Number four, if you want to come up here, literally my mom was like, if you want to come to Washington, like I got you girl. She's like, if you want to come up here to get physical distance for a bit, to have all these considerations and to think clearly and have us to talk to, you're more than welcome. Literally wish I wish I would have taken her advice. so then saturday we finally get back and i said just landed she said how are you guys i said vibing she said so things have been okay and then sunday happened and i said i'm going to brunch she said with so-and-so i said not with everyone but yes he is coming she said i'm very confused with your current relationship status i said okay so i don't think i want to do long distance and every time i bring it up he goes ballistics goes ballistic and listen i really do like him. And if I was in a different time in my life, I could totally see myself marrying him. I just don't want to do it right now. Like I kind of want to have that college experience and be single. And she said, even with all the fighting, didn't you fight a lot in Mexico? And I was like, no, like it was just that one fight. And like, it was a whole thing, right? I hope that made sense. It's a lot of like having to read because like, I have to like explain all the things that were said. But basically, I was like, we're good. Like, now everything's fine. I didn't realize, like, how many people I didn't tell. Like, one of my really close friends, Marley, she's literally been on the clitoracy. I didn't realize how many people I, like, didn't tell this to. Like, didn't explain that this happened to. I didn't tell any of my roommates at college this happened. I didn't tell Marley this happened. I really only told, like... The people, some of the people in our immediate, like the two friends that had known like about our relationship from the very beginning, not like everyone in the, like the entire friend group and then Jade and actually Marley texted me and was like, you never told me you got locked out on the balcony. Like, was there a reason you didn't tell me about what happened in Mexico when it happened? And I was sitting there and I was like, I didn't really tell anyone. And she was like, that's what I mean. Like, were you afraid or did you not think of it as a big thing at the moment? I just like didn't know that it was that bad or like it was as bad as it was. And I was just shocked to like hear everything that was going on. And I said, I don't know. It was just one of those things where like at the time I just I needed to pretend everything was okay and try and make it out of there because he kept saying he would leave me and that I would have to figure out a way home. And I think like after everything that went down, I just kind of compartmentalized it and put it away and pretended it didn't happen and like moved on with a smile on my face because I was so used to like I was like so like I had mentally prepared myself to do that to just get out of Mexico that when I was out of Mexico and back in like the U.S. back at home I was like I'm just gonna keep doing that like I'm gonna keep pretending everything's okay and like listen there were there was like like I can think of a handful of things that I did that were not okay one time I started a conversation with a, like a flirtatious friend of mine and I made sure that like no per like no flirtatious lines were crossed with that person. But at the same time, like everyone knew that we had had a flirtatious relationship in the past. And so like, it was rude of me to start that conversation with him again, even though we were together 
and that had happened immediately after Mexico. And I told my like my my partner at the time, I told my boyfriend at the time, like, hey, I talked to him for a couple of days and I'm sorry it won't happen again because I felt like it was disrespectful towards you and I wanted to tell you even though no lines were crossed, like I just felt personally uncomfortable with it, even though like I was talking to him. He made me delete Snapchat and he made me block him. And at the time I was like, that's understandable. Like I, I know like like, I know I was upfront with you. I know I told you, but I understand, like, why you're upset. And so, like, I'll do this. And so that happened. And I remember at one point we were in Palm Springs and I, like, I had picked a fight and I don't even remember why I'd picked a fight, but I think, like, looking back, I was just like, I want out of here. Like, I want out of, like, let me out. Like, <laughs> I just, I can't handle this anymore because. I was being accused of all sorts of things. Let me see when Palm Springs happened because I have to see it was before or after he accused me of sleeping with someone at a, like, so my friend had a short birthday party, like a short, like a tiny get together. Um, and I ended up falling asleep. Let me see when Palm Springs was. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So this Palm Springs was after. So She had a little um, tiny birthday celebration to commemorate her birthday. I don't know. And I was there and I ended up falling asleep. I went upstairs and I passed out because I just was tired. And he was like being, I woke up to him like around me. Like I didn't realize that we had like, he came up and I guess he had fallen asleep on me um, or like with me. We were like cuddling and I was like, oh, like, hey. Um, And so I drove everyone back down and then like we're sitting in my car and he's like mad, like. At one point, like, I remember, like, a song I really like came on by P.J. Morton. He was like, ugh, change this song. I hate this song. This song sucks. And then the next day, he was like, I just did it because I know that you like that song, and I was upset, and I didn't want you to listen to that song. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? And so my friend ended up leaving because we always carpool. Whenever we leave this friend's apartment, we always carpool. It was the four of us again. It was like right back smack dab to like when everything went down in that downstairs bathroom. We even took pictures to commemorate. It was hilarious in my mind. And he goes, did you sleep with anyone tonight? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, did you sleep with anyone tonight? Like, did you sleep with this guy? Did you sleep with this guy? Asked me over and over and over again if I slept with this guy. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I didn't know. He's like, well, he said something like, are you sure you didn't sleep with him? And I just exploded. And I remember we were actually, you guys, so he had parked in CCA's parking lot and I was dropping him off because everyone always met at my house and I live right next to CCA. And I was like, get the fuck out of my car right the fuck now. Get out. Like I, I, I was just like, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. I was screaming. I was like, get out of my car, please. Like leave, just get out. And he was like, I'm not entirely sober. And I was like, I don't care. Sit in your car until you sober up. Get out of my car. Get out of my car. Oh my God. I think I have, I think I have the text messages from that night. I do. I literally have the receipts, you guys. (laughs) So I text my friend, 3.56 a.m. Guess you just got accused of sleeping with someone. It was me. The handshaking emoji and the uh-huh face. She said, what? I said, yeah. And he was like, why are you so upset with me? Because he literally asked me five times if I slept with someone. And I was like, bro, I was asleep. She said, who the fuck would you have slept with? I said, and I just screamed at him. 
I said, dude, he just yelled at me that it's fucking ridiculous. Broski, you're ridiculous. I said, he literally asked me five times if I slept with someone. And then I was like, and then was like, I never accused you. And he was like, you didn't hear the shit being talked. And I said, I swear to God, this man just makes up shit in his fucking head. Like he is so paranoid sometimes. And he just imagines situations that didn't happen. So I kicked him out of my car. Then he called me. He said, he's calling me. Broski, I'm trying to sleep. I said, she said, what shit was being talked? I said, I don't know. Something about me being cute and laying on the ground and him being really old. And I was like, I was asleep. (laughs) And then I said, this man's literally checked on me while I was asleep. He went outside, came back, and I was still asleep. So like basically me being like, how would I have time to have fuck anyone? Like you saw, you came into the room, like upstairs room, saw I was asleep, went downstairs, went outside, hung out with people, came back up and I was still asleep. So like, when would I have fucked someone when I was literally asleep on the floor? That's what I'm trying to say. I said, every time he gets drunk like this, he goes crazy every time. And then I said, I'm fucking scared about Palm Springs. Cause we were all going to Palm Springs. I told him not to talk to me for the rest of the night. And he has called me three times. December 5th, this is the next day. I want to break up with so-and-so. I really don't want to deal with him in Spokane, and there's no way he's going to get as crazy in check, and I don't want to deal with me being accused of sleeping with someone every single week. I already told him if he pulls any of the bullshit he pulled with our mutual friend that one time or last night, I will pull the plug. I said, I don't know, dude. I really don't want to do it. The walls are up. I'm gearing to be done. I really do not want to do long distance. I want him to add to my life, to not take away from it. I'm literally 19. I just turned 19. The way he acts is insane. I told him if he freaks out like this once, I'm in, like, while I'm in Spokane, I'm fucking done. I said, I don't know. He just needs to figure out his shit. I don't want to deal with it no matter how much I like him. And here, oh, wow. So I, so I sent a screenshot to him. I said, and the more we talk today and the more shit you say makes me think we should. So this is me telling him, like, I don't think I want to do long distance. And here's a time, once again, because he, he told, when we break up, I'm going to tell you our breakup story. He told me multiple times that I didn't talk to him about this, that it came out of nowhere, that I was stringing him along, that I was so shady. Here's me telling him that I don't want to do with it. He said, so he said, and the more we talk today and the more shit you say makes me think we should. So basically saying like, I think we should break up. He said, babe, I told you it won't happen again. I fucking get it. Please just give this a shot. I promise I can make you happy. I said, I think we should call it after January. He said, I don't think we should. I said, well, <laughs> ja- um, I said, I don't want to do it. He said, Jasmine, please stop. I will make you happy. All right. Do you want me just to call it? Would that be better? No, babe. I want you forever. I said, because I know it sucks when you hear someone say they don't want to do it past a certain month. So you are, he said, you are trying to get me to break up with you and I'm not doing it. I said, I'm thinking about you right now because I'm telling you that I'm not doing long distance. No, you're not. That's bullshit. Yes, we are. You don't even know if you're going back to school. Can we please have a conversation? We are going to make this work. Can we please have a conversation in person? I said, yeah, but it is just going to be us figuring out next steps. Are we going to still be able to chill? Are we going, are you going to be okay with being friendly? Are we cutting off all communication? Cause I don't want you to feel like I'm playing games or anything. And I don't want this to be hard on you. And yeah, he said, this is bullshit, babe. You know, this isn't what you want. You're just scared. When do you want to talk? 
like, when do you want me to talk to you in person? I feel like you're taking this decision way too lightly. You just said Tuesday you want this. I said, I'm sorry, my mind is made up. Maybe things will change after I leave, but from the way you treated me yesterday, I know we don't have enough trust to do long distance right now. Babe, obviously we don't have trust. That's what I'm saying. I said, okay, so you agree we should. And then he said, but we will in a month. I said, slanty face. He said, when can we talk in person? I said, I'm at work. We can do it after if you need it. But I'm telling you now that I don't want long distance. I'm sorry, but I just don't want it. He said, yes, you do. (laughs) He said, where do you want to talk? I said, so-and-so, I need you to get this. He said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work with you, love. I will do whatever you want. I want this and we are great for each other. I said, so-and-so, that isn't fair to you, though. Like, I am telling you, I don't want to do long distance, and you saying you will do whatever I want isn't good for you. He said, how can you flip so quick? It's not that, and you know it isn't. It is, and you know it is. You flip-flop all the time so quick. It's difficult. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Oh my gosh, there's more. Oh wow. So like, see, you guys, I literally tried to break up with him and he didn't let me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Stop. What the fuck, you guys? I like see. I don't even remember half these conversations happening because I think I literally like blacked it out of my memory. Hello. Keys. I don't have keys. For your car. My car? Why? It's, it's in my spot. You must have Oh, it it's in there. I literally tried to break up with this man, and he told me no. <laughs> look, look. I said I don't want to break up with you, and he said. I, no, I said, I want to break up with you. And he was like, no, you don't. Who's that? Who do you think? Oh, wow. I was like, what? I just am seeing these. So then I end up going over to his place. Sorry for that interruption. So then I end up going over to his place to have this conversation. And I've said multiple times that I would like to break up. And he says, and I text her. When so-and-so tells me he wants to kill himself, so I pretend that I don't know what the conversation is about. Me trying to get out of uncomfortable situations. So I went into the situation, I went into, so this was, I, this was the day after I had been accused of cheating on him, right? So I'd have been accused of cheating on him, and then I basically started texting because I only felt comfortable to have these conversations over text, even though I know it's not really the way to go, but I only felt comfortable to have these conversations over text. And so I ended up having this conversation with him over text. And I was like, listen, I don't want to do long distance. And you guys literally just heard it all. He was like, yes, you do. You want to, you want to. So I was like, okay, like we can have this. He was like, we're going to have this conversation in person. So I was like, okay, we can have this conversation in person, but I'm telling you now, like, my answer is not changing. I do not want to do this. We ended up going to have this conversation in person. 
And the first thing he tells me is I tried to kill myself multiple times last night when I was driving myself home after you kicked me out of the car. How the fuck, how the fuck am I supposed to react to that? How the fuck am I supposed to react to someone telling me I tried to kill myself multiple times? After you kicked me out of the car. After I had been the one who had been accused of cheating on him. So he had accused me of cheating on him. I got upset and I kicked him out of my car. Told him to sober up and drive home. And then he goes... And then I tell him that I don't want to do long distance. That I don't like the way I was treated last night. And then he says we need to have this conversation in person. And then he goes... I tried to kill myself last night multiple times. On the freeway as I drove home. What the fuck was I supposed to do, right? What the fuck? So once again, here I am feeling like trapped again. Literally feeling trapped. <sighs> A lot more stuff happened, but I feel like you guys are getting the point. I feel like it's just like me repeating literally the same stuff over and over and then just like you kind of just sitting here and being like, girl, why the fuck did you put yourself through that? And like, to be completely honest, I don't fucking know why I put myself through that. I don't know, but I remember like literally the moment I crossed over state lines, like it felt like a breath of fresh air. And he actually drove up with me like to my school, but it felt like literally a breath of fresh air. Like I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like... I'm finally free. I'm finally free. Um, even though we were still together and like, I was still like, I had still convinced myself that like we were going to do long distance, but like you guys, I clearly did not want to do long distance. Um, and so I understand why he says like, I planned this. Like you're so shady. You planned this. You planned this. You said he wanted this, but it's so easy to get convinced of something else. It's so easy to get convinced of something else when you're like when you're in your proximity of a person when you're with the person all the time and they're telling you like i love you you know this works you know this works i love you you know this works it's so easy to be like yeah you're right this works and like yes i had feelings for him yes i i loved him even with all this shit that was going on you know but then i just remember being like i'm done like i can't fucking do this like i'm done and the way that I went about it, I was like, I think I want an open relationship. Like I, I was so like, I was so like, I was trying to figure out a way out and I was trying to figure out like a way to like not make him hate me, um, and not make him spiral and go crazy because that's what he does. He, he spirals, he goes crazy. He gets drunk. He, he fixates, he goes wild. As you can tell in all these situations, he would get drunk and he would attack me and he would be angry at me or he would try and kill himself or whatever it may be. And so I was just like sitting there and I was like, okay, like, how do we go through this? And so I was like, I want the college experience, but like everyone who knows me knows I don't really engage in hookup culture, but the way it was coming out, I was like, I want the college experience. Like, I think I want an open relationship and I, oh, I didn't actually want an open relationship. I just wanted to be away from him. I just wanted to be done with him. Like, I just, I wanted to feel like the weight lifted off my chest. I didn't want to be like with him anymore. And so I remember I like was texting him and I was like, I don't, I think I want to do an open relationship, but I'm not totally sure. Like, I feel like we should have a conversation about this because at the same time, like, 
I wanted to see how he would react to me. Like once again, trying to show my emotions once again, trying to be like, I don't want this. Like, can we have a conversation where we get to the root of this, right? Where we get to where I'm feeling uncomfortable, where we get to where I'm feeling not okay. And we talk about this and we tried to have that. He made, we FaceTimed, um, it did not go down that way. Let me just tell you, it was legitimately like him shutting me down at every moment. He didn't let me speak at all. I all, every single one of my roommates, I have five roommates. They were all in the room because I was like, I feel like I'm crazy. Every single time I talk to him, I need you guys to listen so that you can hear how he responds to me. And you can see that I'm not going crazy so that you can see that I'm not going crazy like literally I was just like I want the like the last thing all I want is for someone to see that I am not going crazy and so they listened to the entire thing and they were like you need to hang up this is not okay he's literally gaslighting you he's not listening to you he's telling you you want this once again I went to that back to that idea you know you want this Jasmine you know you know this works Jasmine you know this works like like Every single time this happened in Mexico, this happened when I, after he had accused me of cheating on him the second time and I finally was just so tired and I told him to get out of my car because I was so done with it. But you know this works, Jasmine, right? And I even said, I was like, I feel like you're really gaslighting me right now. Like, I feel like you're gaslighting me. And he was like, no, I'm not. You don't even know what that word means. He literally laughed and he was like, you don't even know what that means. So after a tumultuous, like two hour breakup, we break up. Um, and then I ended up going out because I was just so angry at the way that I had been treated. Because when I went into that conversation, I just genuinely wanted to have like a conversation about like an open relationship and to like talk through everything because I was finally at a point where I was a thousand miles away from him and I felt like I could talk through everything. I felt like I could actually be like, this is what I'm feeling. This is where I don't feel respected. This is where I don't feel okay with the way that you've treated me in the past. Like I finally felt like I could be like firm and I just... I just was shut down and it got, and I, and I was firm though. I was firm. And I said, you know what? This is not going anywhere. We are broken up. We are broken up. We are broken up. I, at one point I literally was like, we're done. We're done. I'm breaking up with you. We're done. I'm breaking up with you. I'm done. We're 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 done. Like literally like 12 times in a row. Like I wish you guys could just hear the way that this breakout panned out. And then that's when I ended up starting getting paragraphs from him. And I said, do not contact me for the rest of the night. Then he's like, I do want to do an open relationship with you. And he just starts to spiral. It just starts spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. All of a sudden, he's talking about killing himself. He's saying he's he's going he's gonna to die. And I text my friend. It's three in the morning at this point. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, And so you guys saw this on my Instagram story. I end up calling him. I stay on the phone with him. And he is high or drunk or whatever he is talking about killing himself, talking about overdosing, talking about going for a drive um, under the influence. And he's basically hurling insults at me during the entire time. And I woke up to insults towards me, um, saying I'm fake, saying I'm a fake-ass Christian. Every insult you can think of, every insult he has been calling me for the past four months whenever he gets upset at me. All of it happened again. And I was just so done. Um, and 
Um, there's like so much more I wish I could explain, but it like, this is already so long and I don't even know if half of this makes sense because it's like so sporadic and everything that happened was just so much. Um, but the next day he called me nine plus times. I did not respond. I did not answer. He called me over and over and over and over and over again. Called me during class, called me during work, did not leave me alone. Um, and then I didn't talk to him for the weekend. Um, everyone like, so all like our mutual friend group actually ended up like taking him out and like getting an Airbnb and hanging out with him. Um, and he talked a lot of shit about me, which I didn't realize. Um, at one point this was like, this was when I like, like really started to realize, like, I don't know if he's making these things up in his head. I don't know if he's truly fabricating things that like are happening as if they're actual fact because at one point he literally was like oh, you have to take my phone away from me and everyone was like what like what are you talking about and he was like um th- but, but th- let me just like say like I wasn't there this is what was told to me he told me it was a different story people told me it was another story so like at the end of the day like I don't know what it was I was not there to corroborate like obviously I don't know but he was like you need to take my phone away from me. Like Jasmine's texting me about how much of a piece of shit I am. Um, I didn't text him until Monday. From Friday until Monday, there was no conversation, like nothing from me. He called me multiple times, but there was nothing from my end. And then all of a sudden on Sunday, he's saying I'm texting him and calling him a piece of shit. And like, there was just a lot of things that were said. Oops. Oops again, sorry. At one point he was like, she couldn't handle how big of a dick I had. Like her sexual libido was like not it's like, bitch, my sexual libido is fine. Towards the end of our relationship, I literally did not want to have sex with you because I felt so fucking trapped. Like it was the last thing I wanted. Like my mom and I talked about this. No joke, you guys. Ever so towards the end. I feel like this is an actual phenomenon. We used to have great sex. Like great sex. Like like amazing sex right towards the end every single time his dick entered me it was like thorns like it was painful like it hurt like I don't know what the heck was going on but like I literally was like like get away from me like it's hurting me so bad and my mom was like you literally started physically rejecting him because like the the entrapment that I felt started coming out in different ways. And one of the ways was in our sex life. And so like all this shit was being talked. Um, and I thought like, so on Monday I texted him. I was like, Hey, like, is everything like, I was like, Hey, just checking in. He was like, cool. And I was like, okay. Like you're so mad. I completely understand that. Like, never mind. The next day he texts me. So I'm a little confused about like why you, um, like, like, why you text me yesterday? And I was like, oh, I was just checking in. He was like, okay, like, are we, are we two friends that fuck when you're in town or are we an open relationship? And I was like, excuse me. And he was like, I think my question's pretty clear. And I was like, well, I think like the audacity is like, I was like, that's really rude for you to like be so demanding of like me as an object. And I was like, but I guess like, I, I guess we can be friends who fuck when you're in town. Like, I don't, I don't know what's okay. And then he was like, okay, weird question. Would you be down for a threesome? And I was like, this is so incredibly rude of you 
to like, first of all, expect sex from me, to expect me to be willing to give you sex, to literally be like, are we an open relationship or are we two friends that fuck? And then to be like, do you want a threesome? And so I, I'm working right now and he, he, he's very intelligent and he helps me out in a lot of the stuff that I'm working on. And so like, I thought we could be friendly. I'm an idiot. Like I should know from my last relationship, it's not easy to go back to being friends so quickly. And so basically I was like, can you help me out with this? We ended up FaceTiming. I thought we were good. We talked, like he talked about people that he had had sex with on the weekend and been flirting with. And I was like, oh, like, okay, we're cool. Like I can tell you about like the guy that I hooked up with, um, which you guys will hear in the next episode. Then I found out all that stuff had been said on that weekend. And I was like, hey, I feel like this is really rude of you. Like I thought we could be chill and now I'm hearing from different people that you have been talking all this crap that you've been saying I've been doing this, that you've been talking about our sex life. One of the things that you asked me when we broke up was like to not talk about any of this with our mutual friends and to hear you talking about this with our mutual friends, like it's not okay. He basically said I was gaslighting him and that I was acting paranoid and going crazy and I was acting paranoid, you guys. I was scared that he was going to ruin my life. I still am scared of that. Sorry. Um, on some level, I'm like still scared of that. Like there are days where I freak out and I think that he might be coming up, um, because I'm, I'm recording this episode or because I posted those things on my Instagram story. So I ended up blocking him and then I unblocked him because I had another work question and at this point, just go to Wikipedia, Jasmine, stop it. Um, this time he's blocked for real. Uh, but this was like the final straw because once again, thought we could be friends. He literally apologized me. He FaceTimed me and was like, I take responsibility for everything. I understand. There was no excuse. Like I was so incredibly rude to you. It hurts my heart. Like literally like everything that I've told you about in the past two hours, he acknowledged, he admitted, and he apologized for it. And I was like, okay, like maybe we can like be cool. Maybe we can be friends. So we had been talking on and off, right? Um, in the past two days, like he, we hadn't really been texting that much. And I was like, that's fine. Like, I don't really want to text him all day, every day because that's unhealthy. Like, I just want to be friendly. Right. And then yesterday he texted me and he's like, are you seeing someone? Are you seeing someone? He asked me, I think like 10 or 12 times. I like literally had, like, he's like, do you have a boyfriend? Are you seeing someone? Are you with someone? And I was like, no, like, where are you getting this information from? He's like, I just had a feeling like, are you sure? He's like, I feel like I deserve to know if you're seeing someone. And I was like, listen, I'm not seeing someone. Like, are you seeing someone and you're feeling feeling guilt over it? Because, like, don't worry about me. Like, I'm good. And he was like, no, but, like, are you seeing someone? Um, and I was like, I'm not. And then I started FaceTiming one of our mutual friends. And he tried to call me. And I was like, hey, what's up? I'm on FaceTime with so-and-so. And he was like, tell her she can try. And I was like, what? He was like, tell her she can try. And I was like, what are, what are you talking about? Um, he's like, you know, and I was like, listen, I don't like the way you've been acting all day. You've been weird. You've been accusatory. Now you're getting weird over me FaceTiming. Like, I need you to answer my questions. He like, I was like, why did you ask if I was seeing someone? Is someone telling you this? Like, I would like to know like what's going on. Why did you tell me to convey this to our mutual friend? Why are you upset that I'm FaceTiming her? Like answer my questions. Um, and he was like, like being incoherent, like literally like incoherent, uh, and I'm not going to go into like basically everything that went down that night, but like he started talking about like wanting to ruin 
all of our mutual friends' lives. And he was like, I'm going to blacklist them. Like, I'm going to ruin their lives. Like, they just want things from me. They just want things from me. Like, acting in, like, the highest amount of paranoia that I've ever seen someone act in. And I was like, like, you need to snap out of this. Like, you are ruining your life. Like, this is not okay. This is not an okay way for anyone to act. Like, snap out of this. And he was like, I don't care. I love it. I get joy from this. I get happiness from this. Like I get happiness from the idea of ruining people's lives. And it's like, how the fuck can you fucking say this shit? So I ended up blocking him. And the last thing I said was like, if you try and ruin any of our friends' lives, like then like game fucking on. I was like, I don't do this shit. I don't like politics. I don't play the political game of life. You know, I don't play the political, like I don't act like that in life. But, like, if you're going to actively ruin people that I care about, people that you should care about, if you're going to try and ruin their lives, like, then so be it. Um, And that hurt me because it's, like, I don't, I never want to stoop down to someone's level like that. But when I see, like, like, literally, like, the livelihood of my friends is being threatened by your paranoia, by your reluctance to get help, like, that's, that's not okay, you know? So basically, I blocked him, you guys, and we're keeping it this time, ladies. Um, but that's where I'm at, and I know this like story is probably all over this place, because it's like, how do you, how do you like sift through everything that's happened? Like I'm literally like I have my iPad in my hands, and I've like I'm like reading stuff that I don't even remember happened. Like I don't even remember trying to break up with him. And then, like, I was literally just reading the text between us, and I'm literally saying, I don't want to do this. And he's saying, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And it's so frightening when you when you look back and you see yourself, like, in this situation. And, like, it was such a breath of fresh air to get out of that. It was such a breath of fresh air to get out of that. And it breaks my heart to see, like, how many of you guys, maybe not to this extent, but how many of you guys have been with people who are just as emotionally manipulative or abusive because it's so easy to get trapped into that cycle of of abuse without realizing it. Because, like, you are worthy, you are loved, you are cherished, you are adored. No one will ever take that from you. No one will ever stop that. No one will ever hinder that. But it's so easy to find yourself trapped in something that is so manipulative, so abusive, so terrible, so destructive, and still somehow convince yourself that it's semi-good for you, still somehow convince yourself that it's still an amazing thing, that it's still wonderful. Like, that's exactly what I did. Like, literally, that's exactly what I did. Like... I don't know. How do you... Oh, sorry. I keep bumping things. But, like, people ask me, like, why I didn't leave. I was scared. I was fearful. And I know all I do is preach, like, like strength and courage and, and owning the the owning the owning ground you walk on. Walking in with your head held high, sorry. Like, and owning everything that is around you. And yet, even I found myself in, like, this position of fear, this position where I had started to make myself think that like everything that was happening was okay and it wasn't and people around me saw it wasn't okay but like even we like even our friend group was like it's it's fine like so what if he makes things up that aren't really happening threatens to ruin our professional and personal lives and also tries to beat us up occasionally, like, it's fine, like, 
it's so easy to try and hinder the good or trying like trying compartmentalize or push down the ick try and get rid of that right in order to be like but look at all this good look at this and it honestly reminds me of that parable in the bible where it's like the weed not the weed <laughs> um the the wheat and the tear right they grow up together and that's how I feel like that's what I feel like I'm I'm I like kind of happened to me in this season right in this harvesting season like I needed to grow with that ick because if you would have like if they would have tried to pull the ick or the tear out too soon like the wheat would have crumpled and so like obviously it's hard like re- like reading back like obviously I'm scared you guys like I'm not gonna fucking lie to you like I'm scared like I have paranoia like my my knees are literally shaking like I get scared talking about this I'm I'm all over the place in this episode because it's frightening to think about this right it's frightening to think about the fact that he could show up at my school at any moment it's frightening to think about the fact that he has adamantly talked about ruining people's lives he has talked about ruining my future job career as a quote-unquote joke and then would tell me that he would never do that to me it's scary to hear those things especially when he's like in a semi-position of power this is something that i went through and this is something that you guys could like my like there these are like the red flags that are happening here are something that you might unintentionally or unknowingly know that um you're in right now like you might unknowingly be in a situation similar to this right like like there are so many people who didn't realize that they were like emotionally manipulated or emotionally like abused like uh, like let's see some of the things like trying to turn my own friends against me to make sure I only hear their manipulation. Um, hello, the entire weekend that after we broke up where he was just shit talking me and saying that I was calling him a piece of shit and all this stuff, always flipping the blame on you when they're in the wrong. I mean, you guys literally read the text messages. Like you literally, you literally, like you literally read it. Like I can't make this fucking shit up. Threatening to do bad things to themselves because of you. I mean, how many times have I had to talk him off the ledge when I went in trying to not do long distance with him and he told me that he had tried to kill himself twice the night before? Someone said it again, telling someone the only reason I haven't killed myself is because of you. He said that to me. Won't speak to you. Then once you stop trying, they want to come back into your life. That that didn't happen to me. But like this is, these are just like, there's so many instances and so many small microaggressions that we see that happen that we shouldn't be okay with and I often wonder like why why do we find ourselves okay with this right gaslighting (sighs) over dependency threatening to kill themselves if he didn't stop bringing up problems in the relationship (laughs) these are things that you guys have gone through empty apologies guilt trap endless promises with no follow-through depending only on one person slash forcing the one person to constantly be there insults, compliments, I'm sorry, silent treatment, gaslighting, gaslighting, continuously undermining my friends in small ways to slowly isolate me from everyone, making me feel guilty about things I didn't do, gaslighting, guilt tripping. It's unbelievable how love can blind you from blatant verbal abuse, taking advantage of your kindness, doing nice things just to use it against you later to prove that they're good. These are things that you go through. These are tactics, infantile infantilizing me 
Enfantin? Oh my god, that's just so embarrassing. Why can I not pronounce that word? Let me Google what that word means. Maybe there's a synonym. Infantilizing. Infantilizing. Well, this is just embarrassing. Infantilizing synonym. There's no synonym. Hold on. This is what I do. How to pronounce infantilizing. Infantilizing? Infantilizing. In infantilizing. That was way longer than it needed to be. Um, but here's the thing. Here's what I've been reminding myself in all of this paranoia, in all of this craziness, right? And here's something that I want you guys to remind yourself. If you have ever been in an emotionally abusive or an emotionally manipulative relationship, it does not have to be a personal relationship. It could be family, friends, coworkers. If you have ever been threatened, if you have ever been told, like if you have ever been threatened to be blacklisted or to have your professional or personal life ruined, if some ruined, if someone has ever tried to come after you, Here's what I've been reminding myself, and here's what I want you to remind yourself. They can threaten you. They can attack you. But once you realize how supported and protected you are, there is nothing they can do to stop what God is doing through you and for you. Now, if you don't believe in God, universe, even just your own personal aura, like whatever you are, it doesn't even have to be God. But like, once you realize the power that you hold, once you realize the authority that you hold, they can do nothing to stop you. They can do nothing to stop what is being done through you and what is being done for you. You stand in faith and a personal sense of power. I stand in faith and a personal sense of power. The energy of that will not allow any weapon against me to prosper. I will not fight him fear on fear. It is only then when I, when I will lose. So whatever the hell is happening in your lives right now, if you're realizing that you are in an emotional, abusive, manipulative relationship, if that is with a friend, family, coworker, if that is in a workplace, if there is someone that is trying to tear you down at school, whatever the fuck it may be, whatever the fuck is quote unquote working against you, trying to tear you out from under, trying to uproot you, trying to, trying to stop you from doing great things, trying to stop you, trying to like move you off of the path that has been laid out for you, trying to get you to stop going after your passions or the things that you love in life, trying like it, this doesn't even have to be about a person. I'm talking about an emotionally manipulative and abusive relationship I was in, right? But whatever, whatever is trying to scare you out of what is rightfully yours, whether it is going after your passions in life, whether, whether, wow, whether it is something you are doing at school, whatever it may be, I know it's on your heart, whether it's your own self, if you yourself trying to say that you can't do that, that you aren't good enough for that, that you are not there yet, that you don't have the power to go after that. Because you could be your own worst enemy. I've been my own worst enemy. Like, hello, 
this past, the past two hours, all I did was just scare myself into thinking this was all I was worth again. This entire podcast was supposed to be like me telling you about how I've like risen from the ashes and how I used to tell myself that this was all I was worth. And then literally just going right back to the start, you know, like we all fuck up you guys. We, you know, it's fine. Um, don't fight it fear on fear. Do not go. Oh, I just knocked over my water bottle because I'm getting so fired up. Do not go into whatever the situation may be fearful that they will undermine you, that it will undermine you, that it will cut you down, that it will tear you down, whatever it may be, because that is the only way you will lose. No one takes it from you. You lay it down on your own accord because you have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up again. No one takes it from you. You lay it down on your own accord. You are in charge of your life. You are in charge of your destiny. I obviously, you guys know that I'm a Christian. So everything, when I say like you, like I'm always attributing that to God. And I don't like, no matter what you are, believing, non-believing, Muslim, whatever it may be, you have the power. Do not fight fear on fear. No one takes it from you. No one stops you. No one puts a barrier in your path. No one diminishes you. No one stops you from going after the things that you love. No one manipulates you like this. No one scares you into believing that you are not enough, that you do not have the power, that you are in the wrong or whatever it may be. No one has that authority to incite the fear in you except for you. So if you play into whatever threats they are trying to throw your way, whatever like um, backhanded compliments or backhanded promises, whatever they're trying to send your way to shake you and make you fearful, you have the authority. You are the one who can either take that on and be like, he's going to do that to me. He is going to do that to me. See, I'm speaking from my, like, see, like I'm talking about like what I'm going through. It might not even be a he. It's, that's just what I'm using right now. Only you have that power. So if I walk through life and I'm scared as fuck, he's going to come up. He's going to come up. He's he's going to come to my apartment. He knows where I live. Like if, if I keep freaking out, he's trying to hack my Instagram. Does he, has he hacked my computer? Has he hacked my phone? Has he hacked my stuff? Like that's what I've been doing these past couple weeks. And this is a reminder for myself just as much as it's right. Oh, this is a reminder for myself just as much as it is a reminder for you. I will not fight him fear on fear. Once again, I'm talking about my own personal experiences, whatever you're going through. I will not fight it fear on fear. It is only then when I will lose because I have the power. I have the authority through God. If you're a believer, sorry, because no one has the opportunity to take it from me. I lay it down on my own accord. So whatever empty threats he's going to send my way, I know in my heart, I know in my mind, I know in my soul, they are empty because there's nothing, there's nothing except myself that can waver, like that can make me waver. And that's where I'm at, you guys. I think that's a good place to end it. I really hope that this episode made like semi-sense. Oh, I'm just dropping everything. I hope that this episode made semi-sense. There's nothing that can be done nothing that can be done to shake you from whatever path you're meant to be on, from whatever future is in store from you or for you. We find ourselves in these situations, yes, and in no way, shape, or form are you at fault for that. 
Don't fault yourself for what you're going through. Don't fault yourself for what you've been through. Do not hate yourself. Do not um, give yourself grace. Don't. Hello? Hello? Sorry. <laughs> Is that you? Just kidding. <laughs> oh my God, he's found me. Okay, that was a really bad shot. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Don't fault yourself for that. Give yourself grace. Remember, like, we talked about in one of my episodes, in my past episodes, we talked about being scared of reversion. There's no such thing as reversion. There's only growth. This is a moment of growth for me. You've had your moments of growth. You've had your moments of clarity. It's always, you're always growing. You're always moving up. No one has the power to undermine you. No one has the power. No one has the power except for you. So say it with me. I will not fight fear on fear. It is only then when I will lose. For I have the power to lay it down on my own accord, to pick it up on my own accord. Whatever is on your heart, whatever's been weighing on you, whatever you feel is a threat, whatever you feel is working against you, you're not going to fight it fear on fear. You're just not. (sighs) Well... It is 8 p.m. and I am about to start filming the next episode. I am so excited to be back. I love you guys so much. Thank you for sticking through me through all this madness. I hope that this episode made some sense. I don't really think I'm going to edit it that much and I hope you guys are okay with that. Um, Thank you so much. Let me know if you need anything. I'm always here for you. Always, always. (laughs) Bye guys.